Well, good evening. It is June 6th, Sunday evening, and welcome to Knowledge is Power podcast live. It has been a, a little while since we've been on, but we're back, and we're going to be back and steady. Um, and I'm with my co-host, LaDonna Sherwood. Hello. Hello. How hey. are you guys? Yeah, great, great, great. And Francis Larkin, I'm like supporting co-host. Hello, Hello. Francis. Francis hi, couldn't hi. get it. Francis couldn't get, couldn't get her camera set up straight tonight, and um, so we're back. We're gonna see a avatar of her tonight. What? <laughs> I did dog. Wow, you're doing this to me. And also, our guest tonight is gonna be Joseph Trahan, the Jefferson County Democratic Chairperson. Uh, he's gonna be joining us. We're gonna be talking about voters suppression, and we're gonna be talking about early voting as we get ready and prepare for for tomorrow, June seventh. Uh, the early voting for uh, the mayor of Beaumont, Texas, between Raw West and Robin Lynn Donata Muta. Right? Okay, right, right. So, uh, ladies, uh, anything I missed or have we missed or we need to catch up on before we get ready for our show? Uh, we'd like to make everyone know that we want you to share this podcast everywhere you go. Share it with everybody. Each person share it five times with five people. That person, five people, that share five people. We want our show out there. We want everybody to be aware of what we're all about. We are all about. So, LaDonna, tell us, tell them what we are all about here at Knowledge is Power. Well, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform to share important information by educating Southeast Texas African-American communities with viable information on health, education, finances, politics, and business. And we pride ourselves on keeping our hand on the pulse of this community and making sure that you are aware of what is going on in and around the Golden Triangle. And I'm super excited about being back on air tonight. And I am looking forward to early voting starting tomorrow. And of course, your community actives, LaDonna Sherwood, will be at the polling locations. You don't have to look for me. I will be going live. I will be keeping you up to date. I will be encouraging you to get out and vote. I will be posting pictures, honey. I will be doing it all. And we're going to start on tomorrow all the way up until Juneteenth. We'll be working it. Juneteenth. <laughs> well, that's the day, that's the that's day right? Yeah, right. But we're going to start tomorrow early voting. So if you need a ride or you need someone to pick you up, take you to the poll to vote, please call us, uh, contact us. We're here for you to do that. Uh, well, now this is Power Podcast Live also is on Facebook. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. It's on our Facebook page. Uh, a podcast page, and we also have a members-only page that is also on. So you check us out, Knowledge is Power Podcast live pages on Facebook. We also on Spotify. YouTube is one of our favorites. You can go back and watch our show anytime. When you do, please hit the subscribe button. The subscribe button is ready. Just click it, and you it's subscribe to us, and you'll be a, a full-time member of Knowledge is Power Park and all our news. And we've got some great, great, great news coming uh, in the next uh, 60 days. And we're going to be doing some extra stuff here at Knowledge Power Podcast. And it's all for you, our community in Southeast Texas. And uh, let's see here. We also have our new uh, website as, as well. If you want to catch a podcast that you missed. And we've got all 
all 55 podcasts and more. I'm thinking it's more. I said 55, but I think it's more. All our podcasts, you can go back to our website at www.knowledgeispowerpodcast.live and you can uh, review some of the uh, podcasts that we have done in previous days. So with that said, we like to ask everyone to know, uh, no, 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 no. That again, we want to remind you that the Texas release uh, dot com, uh program is still going on. Uh, call 1-833-989-7368 if you want to get reimbursed or you can't pay your rent, uh, mortgage, or utilities. They will refund you those Mondays for your rent. All right. Let's see here. And anybody else? Oh, okay. We've got some, we got live people here. We got to come in here. Let's see. Let's go and say a big shout out to Holly Johnson. Hey, Holly, how are you? Uh, um, uh, what, 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 Buffet, yes. How many days? We're going to come back and answer that question for you in a few minutes, uh, Holly, on how many uh, how many days of early voting. And um, yeah, we're going to give you that answer right back. So with that said, we're going to bring our guests back within about 30 minutes. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redford, and my co-host, Madonna Sherwood and Francis Lockins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Well, hello, Joseph. Hello. How are you, you sir? Yes, we are. We we kind of upgrade on you since the last time you've been on the show, baby. We don't we don't mess around. We got a, I got a vision. You don't <laughs> see the vision. I, that vision is that big. He, oh my God, God is good. God is in control, everybody. And we are back with uh, another segment of Knowledge is Power podcast live with Joseph Trahan, the Democratic, uh, Justin County Democratic chairperson. Now, Joe, uh, let's let everybody know because um, we already had some, some uh, uh, comments. I already want to know. People want to know when they said in hello. I want to say hello to everybody that's watching. Uh, that um, early voting will start uh, tomorrow, June the seventh through the fifteenth. So uh, that's your answer to that, Holly uh, Buffy Johnson, who asked that question earlier on the comment. Uh, we'd like to get our shout out to everyone that's watching tonight, and uh, we'd like you to share our show. We'd like you to share our podcast to five people, five people you know, and those five people share that five people they, they don't, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. I am so excited to be back. We've been we've been off about a week, a week or two, and uh, but we're back. We're gonna be back steady, and we're gonna keep it going. We're gonna pass out the knowledge that we need to give out to our community. We are the voice of our community, and we're going to continue that nothing God blesses that no man can close us, right? Uh, are you trying to ask right. me? Right. All right, all right, all right, all right, okay, right, yeah. right. <laughs> yes, 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 Lord. And a big guy, yeah. So anyway, let's go with it, Joseph. Tell us about what's going on in the uh, county here, here in Epson County and what we expect here. So uh, as of right now, uh, as was alluded to earlier uh, in this broadcast, we have a mayoral runoff in the city of Beaumont, Texas. Between two individuals, we have Roy West 
and Robin Donata Mouton. Early voting begins tomorrow. And so that's something that people need to keep in mind. It's not next week. It is tomorrow, uh, June 7th or June 15th. Uh, and just to let you know, during the early voting period, you can go and vote at the Beaumont Courthouse downtown, uh, Rogers Park, John Paul Davis, and John's Library. Uh, just like you typically would be able to do in a partisan election, like a presidential or runoff, or excuse me, um, midterm, those are the same locations you'll be able to go to to cast your vote in the mayoral election. And just uh, as a bit of information, polls open tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning and they close at 5 p.m. And that's from June 7th through June 11th. And then you have June 12th, which is a Saturday. It is the only Saturday that you have of early voting. And that will be from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then finally, from June 14th through 15th, the last two days that you have to be able to early vote, polls will be open from seven o'clock in the morning to seven in the evening. So I really encourage everyone that's watching and those that you know that you have influence over uh, to really impart on them the importance of voting and voting early. This is hurricane season. There are things that can uh, be stirred up. There can be storms. And so you wanna make sure that you vote as early as possible so that your representation can be counted. And so again, and I, I will be repetitive during this segment, early voting begins tomorrow, June 7th through June 15th. And then of course, election day is June 19th, otherwise known as Juneteenth, a historic opportunity uh, to not only elect uh, potentially the first female, uh, black female to serve as mayor, but also to be able to cast your vote overall, because just a couple of hundred years ago, you would not have been able to. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. Now we can. Okay. Um, Francis. Hey there. LaDonna. We are there. Everybody here? Everybody's here with us. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're right. here. No, no, no. We're here. I'm we're sorry. Here. I was moving because my connection kept going in and out. But what I wanted to say was we're also dealing with a voter suppression bill that is SB7. And we've been um, uh, reaching out to the Speaker of the House and reaching out to our Democratic and Republican uh, representation to let them know that we do not support that bill and that we do believe that it's Jim Crow 2.0 and that there are things in the bill that are specifically targeting black and brown communities as well as just poorer people in general to disenfranchise them and disencourage dis dis them from voting. And we're not happy about that. So tonight we kind of want to talk about a little of that voter suppression, make sure that people are aware, make sure that people are involved in the legislative process, make sure that they know what's going on. OK, because these things matter and they affect us currently and on into 2022's election. So what's the name that's of that bill again, LaDonna? Senate Bill 7. Is that right, Joseph? That's correct. That is one of a number of bills in the Texas House and Senate that Republicans have tried to either pass uh, or have failed to pass. Regardless, the issue at hand at, is the restrictions of voting and the options. Uh, one of the most concerning aspects of, or a number of the most concerning aspects regarding this legislative session was that Senate Bill 7 had a number of goals uh, to achieve. One, they would make it a state jail felony for county elected officials to proactively send out mail ballot applications to individuals that qualify. Keep in mind that every year, 
people that want to vote by mail have to renew their ability to vote by mail. It is not a given for the rest of their life. And so one of the ways in which county elected officials have been proactive, especially in Harris County, is by sending out those vote by mail applications and informing people that have voted by mail in the past that if they would like to vote by mail for that calendar year, they have to send an application back. And so that's one targeting area to reduce not only awareness and education of individuals to know what their rights and options are as senior citizens or individuals experiencing disabilities, but also to prevent our ability to increase voter participation among communities that oftentimes are underserved with lack of uh, transportation and health issues. Another goal of Senate Bill 7 was to allow for the expulsion of drive-through voting. Many people have enjoyed the opportunity to be able to get in their vehicle, drive up to a polling location, and cast their ballot. During COVID-19, there were a number of individuals that were able to bring their, their mail ballot and drive through and drop it off at the Jefferson County Courthouse. They want to do away with that. They also want to do away with uh, our ability to have souls to the polls, which is a direct uh, which is a direct hit at predominantly African-American communities. They want to restrict the number of hours that are open uh, for voting. They want to do away with 24-hour voting options. They also want to make it a point of letting everyone know that if there is a partisan poll watcher that reasonably believes that uh, there is some form of illegal activity taking place with someone casting their ballot at a polling location, they can pick up their phone, they can record you, they can walk close to you, they can uh, be emboldened to uh, impart their opinion. And one of the concerning aspects of this is that there are a number of individuals, people who have disabilities, people who are elderly, that do have, do have people that they bring with them to assist them in the voting process. Those individuals do not vote for them. They act really as a form of support because it can be very intimidating for people to go alone and vote, especially if they have uh, learning disabilities or they may be elderly and have vision issues and things of that nature. And so there's an intimidation aspect uh, in relationship to that. And I can go on and on, but ultimately the goal is to restrict the options that you have to vote, restrict the hours that you have to vote. And they also want to restrict the time period in which an individual has to send back their mail ballot application. And just the overall happiness of people bringing food and drinks and different things to the polls that they want to do with as well, that we ultimately do to kind of encourage people to come out and vote. And if the ultimate objective is to have everybody have a voice and everybody to be engaged and everybody to be involved, we should be improving voter turnout. We should be encouraging folks to vote. We shouldn't be discouraged them. We shouldn't be detracting from the things that we're doing to gin up people getting out and getting involved. That seems a little bit, uh, 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 you know, in the past, like we're going back some years, like we're taking away some of the initiative that we have fought and bled and died to get the opportunity to do. We're going to go against that now. All of a sudden, we don't want to support those things. We want to do away with those things and make it more difficult. Well, my well, question is... Some of the, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, no, go ahead, Joseph. No, no, no. This is a question that can be asked anytime throughout. Go ahead. 
Well, and some other uh, as troubling aspects of uh, voter suppression tactics by Texas Republicans, they want to regulate the distribution of polling locations in urban areas. And so as we know, urban areas throughout the state of Texas are uh, diverse, not only with regard to young people uh, who have uh, who have various schedules and may need to be able to go vote late at night uh, due to working a few jobs, but also people of color, brown and black communities tend to live in urban environments. And so that is a direct hit, again, at the ability for minorities to have more options for voting locations. Uh, they also want to, you know, I had mentioned earlier about requiring the recording of the vote counting, requiring uh, individuals who are uh, voting by mail to add additional identifiers. So they have to go through more loophole or through more uh, barriers in order to be qualified or prove to be qualified to vote by mail. Overall, uh, it is very troubling. And I wanna make it clear that for people that may not truly understand a lot of the technical language, they may not understand uh, about hours and options for polling locations or polling distribution centers or things of that nature, what I want you to walk away from is to recognize that the goal of Texas Republicans is to stay in power. And they know mm -hmm. that when they look at, for example, the margin of victory in presidential elections in 2004, when George Bush uh, uh, went against, or excuse me, John Kerry went against George Bush, George Bush won this state by approximately 20 percent, 20 point margin lead. You fast forward to 2020, Donald Trump barely won this state by six percentage points. So you see mm -hmm. a huge close in the gap over the last couple of decades. And so Republicans recognize that it's not a matter of if, but when they begin to lose their statewide seats. And so they will try everything and at their disposal because they do have the majority at this point in time in the state house and Senate to hold on to power. And that means reducing voter turnout by placing more barriers by intimidating voters of color, by confusing the voting process for those who experience disabilities and our senior citizens and scaring election officials with state jail felonies for simply trying to provide more accessibility to voting. This is a dog that's injured and what do dogs that are injured do? They tend to yelp the loudest and they bite the quickest. And it's just a matter of time before they go down. And so we have to take this moment as uh, yet another obstacle to victory. And we should appreciate the fact that Democrats across the state are becoming such a threat to Republican office holders that they are trying their dead level best to apply some of the harshest voter laws in the United States. And I wanna thank our state representative, Joe Deschatel, and a number of Democrats across the Texas House that walked out of a vote, thereby uh, breaking quorum and causing that bill to die uh, on the House floor. That was largely symbolic, but it also showed a point that Texas Democrats are willing to try anything and everything to protect your sacred right to vote. And this is irrespective, irrespective of race. What's so sad about some of these Republicans is that they don't recognize, and maybe they just choose not to, that when you cause issues for voting and you place barriers, you're impacting their voters as well. And so they're shooting themselves in the foot. And my only hope is that ultimately all of these tactics harm them more than they harm us. 
and they get us fired up to get out and go vote in 2022 for the midterms. And even before that, to vote in the mayoral runoff, to send a message to the Republicans of this area that we will be heard, that when you mess with us, we mobilize and we vote you out. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I agree with you on that. Francis. Oh, I was just going to state um, if that bill were to pass, are we what or has there been any brainstorming sessions to kind of, I guess, you know, leave us from the suppression? Should that bill be passed? Are there any ideas on the table? Are there any groups that have been formed? There have been a number of advocacy organizations, uh, whether they be nonpartisan or partisan, that have spoken out and raised money and lobbied against restrictive voting measures. Mm -hmm. It's a numbers game. And as of right now, Republicans have the majority votes in both chambers of the legislature. And if they really want to, and I suspect that uh, Greg Abbott will call a special session and have that bill brought back to a vote, they very well could pass that bill, no matter mm -hmm. how no matter how many times we try to walk out, no matter how loud we scream, because that is the way in which the legislature works. When you have majority, you get to pass your agenda. What we can do and what the Texas Democratic Party and a number of voting rights and civil rights organizations are uh, likely anticipating is that this will have to go to the, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court. And the U.S. Supreme Court will likely not only hear legislation in Texas uh, regarding restricting voting, but also across the country. And that will be a pivotal moment uh, for all voting Americans and the future generations, because how they will rule on that will determine the landscape uh, of voting and the, civi in the, in the, uh, in the civics, the civic process of participation. Uh, and ultimately, that will directly impact us. And, and so I What's that? Mark, go ahead. I was going to say one of the one of the biggest things that we can do is be knowledgeable about the people we elect and what are their what are their thoughts? What are their feelings? What are their practices? What are their policies? What do they believe? Because ultimately, the only thing that we can do is gain more seats, gain more support in those chambers. Because if we don't have it, then they can ram anything they want down our throats. Like Joseph is saying, with this special session, it's important to know who you're electing. That's why heads have to roll. When people that are elected don't line up with your principles and they don't line up with your values, then we have to vote them out. And we have to mobilize and, get, and strategize and do whatever it takes to get them out. But in order to do that, they have to see the numbers. They have to know that we are going to come together on a, a general policy, principle, act, and we're going to get you out. This is how we combat voter suppression laws, by getting more seats, by getting more people elected that represent the will of the people. Because right now, we're not in the majority. While they hold the majority, they control the legislation. At the end of the day, this is why we need to elect the most thoughtful, the most kind, the most educated, the most well-rounded people to these positions, because they hold the power about our local and state and federal elections it matters and, and adding to that i will say and this is a criticism of the way in which the democratic democratic party exists is that when you look at the republican party they fall in line they close rank and they support their candidate they support their elected mm -hmm. office holder and that is what provides them a lot of strength and being able to move forward uh with cohesive agendas that they have been able to pass and their base sees that. And so they don't believe that anything needs to change. When you look at the democratic side, 
people want to tear each other apart. People say, oh, I don't like an experience I have with this individual, so I'm going to go and talk shit. And that mm-hmm. doesn't work. We see that right. in Jefferson County. People do it with me all of the time. Right. That is not an effective strategy at being able to build a coalition of strong Democrats mm-hmm. of like mind. You have mm-hmm. to be able to understand the bigger picture and see the importance of supporting Democrats, regardless of what your personal opinion may be of them, regardless of whether or not your friend won the primary, get over it. Because if you truly care about your nation, your state, your county, and your city, you will do what you have to do to move in the direction of progress. And that means you're not always gonna have an ideal candidate, but you will have a candidate who is more in line with you than the alternative if you don't vote. And so I want people to walk away and know that that is an advantage that Republicans have. And it's something that I will work to not tolerate here in the Jefferson County Democratic Party. We either have cohesion or you walk out the door because we have to be able to move our agenda forward. It is not enough that we have a Democratic share. It's not enough that we only have two Democrat county commissioners. We need a Democrat county judge. We need to maintain our Democrat district attorney, our Democrat county clerk our Democrat district court judge that deals with family cases. We have to have a cohesive strategy. And that also means having Democrats in nonpartisan seats and city council and school board, because other counties like Travis, Harris, Tarrant, Dallas, El Paso, uh, you name it, they recognize the importance of having a deep bench to be able to pull people from to run for higher offices. And so that's why all of us need to take extra attention to city council elections because policy is often derived from ideology and political viewpoints. I don't care how people try to sell it. Nonpartisanship is a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Are we speechless? (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to know more about the bill. I'm blind to that. You talking about SB7? Yes. So as we said before, and for those that are just now coming on, SB7 restricts a number of voting options. It reduces the number of polling locations that exist in urban environments. It takes a direct hit at the uh, operating hours of voting on Sundays, which is a direct uh, threat to uh, souls to the polls. It makes it increasingly difficult for countywide elected officials to be able to proactively educate and send out vote by mail applications to eligible voters. It empowers partisan poll watchers to be able to intimidate you by utilizing a video recording or, for lack of a better word, getting up all in your business when you're trying to vote. That, that's and they could be stressful. armed. Don't, Don't leave that before. out. They can carry guns too, uh, Joseph. To the polls? To the polls? Yes, they can carry guns. Not only judges can, can carry guns not only during the, on election day, but also on, uh, during early voting in the polling locations. It also, and keep in mind too, even moving away from this bill, Republicans made it to where anyone age 21 or older can have can carry a handgun, whether it be concealed or open carry without a license, without formal training, without anything. And that is also very concerning because you have a lot of these militant groups, Proud Boys, KKK like uh, organizations and affiliate white supremacists uh, that have this obsession with uh, guns. And whenever they go to rallies or they protest, they tend to brandish those weapons. And my biggest concern, especially uh, within minority communities and young people and the elderly, is that whenever people go and vote, 
these people can have rallies and brandish shotguns and handguns and everything else. And that's very intimidating. Uh, but that's exactly what it was designed to do. People will tell you it's all about the Second Amendment. Look, I'm a gun owner. I'm sure all of you are gun owners, uh, mm -hmm. or at least many of you are that are watching. That does not give us free reign and license to do whatever we want with a gun. That's no different than the fact that our ability to have free speech is limited. You can be sued uh, for slander or libel. You can be sued. You can be charged with screaming fire in a crowded movie theater, causing a disruption, causing panic, causing uh, mob, mob mentalities and actions. There are consequences to your words. There are consequences to your writings. And there should be consequences uh, to what you do with a gun. Uh, and so don't let people intimidate you by saying that these these tactics, whether it has to do with a gun or whether it has to do with reducing voting options as voter security is somehow defending your First Amendment right, is somehow defending your Second Amendment right. To me, that's dog whistle politics. And ultimately, what it does is it is really taps a hat to their base to let them know that we are just as radical as you are. And if we have to intimidate voters, if we have to reduce voting options in order to reduce minority turnout, in order to reduce young people's turnout, in order to reduce the elderly's turnout, then that's what we're going to do and we're with you. And that's why they support people like that. And I will say that I am disappointed in our uh, Speaker of the House, Dade Phelan, because even though he received overwhelmingly bipartisan support among Democrats and Republicans to put him in that position, he didn't do us any favors. Uh, right. In fact, we had some of the most conservative legislation pass the Texas House uh, than we've seen really in the last decade. And so this all comes full circle. And I, that's what I want viewers to understand is that it's so much more than just going to vote for the candidate that you like. What you do is you have the power to impact laws, to impact policies and procedures, to impact our daily life. And that's something that no millionaire or billionaire can one-up you on. Everyone gets one vote. And if we decide to sit at home, if we decide to lick our wounds because our friend didn't get the position or because uh, the white candidate didn't get in or the black candidate didn't get in, if they're a Democrat, we need to show up and show out. And that's you know what we have to get to the bottom of. If we want to see a better community, if we want to see civil rights be expanded, if we want to see more voting options, then you have to go out and vote. You don't can't just sit at home. You know, I mean, that's ultimately what this is about. I know I came on here to talk about voter suppression, but this is so much more than voter suppression. This is about the future of our country. This impacts our daily life. LaDonna mentioned earlier, local elections matter. They yes. impact more, arguably, than the president of the United States does. And so that's yes. why I encourage so many people to get out and go vote starting tomorrow in the mayoral runoff. You know, um, the Republicans are trying to 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 stop us from voting. Uh, and, and one thing you did say that I, I agree with you, I hope it if it affect their voters more than it would affect ours. You know, I, I, I post something and I want to say is that we as um, we as American citizens and voters must uh, uh, do whatever we can, including keep voting. We must keep voting, voting. We must keep voting in order to stop the Republicans in many states uh, who is trying their best. They are trying their best to suppress the right to vote. They're trying to suppress us, the brown and black, from voting uh, uh, and, and many Americans from voting. So if uh, Republicans can't win a race the honest way, 
then they don't deserve to be in power. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we don't need dishonest cheats making laws that will hurt voters. So if our vote, if your vote didn't matter so much, they wouldn't be trying so hard to take it from us. Don't you agree? Amen. Absolutely. I think that that's the ultimate objective. And it's not just black and brown people. It's also poor people. You know, the disenfranchisement yeah. is not a black or white thing. It's a it's a people thing. And the fact of the matter is voting is we only have two powers. You know, I say this all the time. You have buying power and you have voting power. And that's where you spend your dollars and who you elect. And if you play with either one of them, you will have a sad state of affairs. At the end of the day, you only have two powers, who you elect and put in the office and where you spend your green dollars. At the end of the day, these are the only two things really that Republicans even identify with or even matters to them. I mean, they don't really care about the things that necessarily we we think to be important. It's all about how they can affect their bottom line and what's going to be best for them and their constituents. And as a Democratic Party, I felt like it would be important for us to come on and talk about the voter suppression so that one, people know that it's happening. Two, people understand how it can affect you. And three, history is a predictor of itself. If we don't get this Jim Crow 2.0 put into check, then guess what? We just a few steps back to being lynched and hanged and everything else that could happen. And hell, they might write it into a bill and pass it through Congress and the Senate and the House and then we'll be sitting there looking stupid. You, I, Joe, you said something very important that, uh, uh, that you said uh, just before you uh, finished that it's not a black and white thing is a democratic thing right now in the, right here in the local yes. and it's about all of us coming together as democrats and vote for this uh a bare election uh it's not your favorite candidate that 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 did not win and was able to get into the runoff we need everybody to come together and vote so vote. what time do the polls open so i can be there in the morning eight o'clock in the morning eight o'clock i will be here and now, it, you know, and it'll be from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. from uh, June 7th through uh, June 13th. And then the 14th and 15th polls will be open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, is that on a Saturday? There is one Saturday uh, that it's open, and I believe that is the, the 15th. The 15th, isn't it? No, oh, it's the 12th. The, uh, the no, the 12th. The, yeah. the 13th. The 13th. Is it twelve thirteenth? Yes, right, 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 thirteenth. Yes, because uh, June fifteenth. It, it, it's the twelfth. It's the twelfth. It's the twelfth. Right. So yes. uh, that's the only Saturday we have in early voting is June twelfth. And, and just to 13th. clarify, so there we vote that Monday. So starting Monday through Friday, the seventh through eleventh is eight a.m. to five p.m. There is voting that Saturday on June twelfth from eight a.m. to five p.m. There's no voting on that Sunday. No voting on the thirteenth. But there is voting on the 14th and the 15th, and that's when polls are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. to accommodate those of you that may have to be at work at 8 or 9. Mm -hmm. Right. Joseph Trahan, our guest tonight on uh, our Jefferson County uh, Democratic uh, chairperson, uh, joined us tonight as we talked about voter suppression, and he 
they broke it down to us so that we could understand what they're doing and how they're doing and what they're doing trying to do to kill us from voting. Uh, and we're also going to talk, we also talked about early voting, which we are talking about um, um, the race between Robin Mouton and um, West. And of course, we are going to go as Democrats and we're going to vote for our candidates of our choice. Uh, and uh, we, even, even though your candidate that you voted for did not win, we want you to come together and let's do this because we, this is an opportunity for us to make a big change here in Beaumont, Texas. Can you agree with me on that? Uh, so with that said, I'm going to go to the comment board. Does anybody want to make a comment? Please tap, give us, tap it in there in the comments and we can answer your question while we have time. And Joseph, I'd like to thank you as well. Hello, Wanda Carmo Johnson. We say uh, shout out to you. Hello, And hello to Lillian Brown also. She's making a shout out to us. Hey, Lillian. She's one of our favorite listeners. Uh, but Joseph, you really, really expressed, uh, explained it to us, uh, the audience that needs to know about the, uh, the bill. It's called SB7, right? Uh, That's correct. Texas law, right. And... Um, once again, I'm going to come back to you and ask you to uh, close out the segment and tell if anything we missed out that the, the audience needs to know. Well, just to summarize, uh, we all discuss the importance of voting, the historic implications of not voting, uh, because there were many times in which women, uh, people of color, could not vote. And now, as the years have gone on and there have been champions for the cause of civil rights, we have been able to have a more equal society. Notice I did not say equal society, but a more equal society. Just like in the uh, our founding documents, it talks about a more perfect union because there's never gonna be a perfect anything uh, in, in this life. But what we ought to do is work to the best of our ability to make things more equitable, more equal, uh, and more unified. And that means taking an active role in your community that means voting. That means being able to make an informed decision and exercising that right, because that is one of the most powerful tools at your disposal as one of over 300 million people in this country. And so if I can just impart to you that nothing will ever be achieved without you. If you wanna see more people engaged with community activities, with our youth, uh, with our school district. That means that people have to get in the habit of voting, educating themselves, and understanding the consequences of their actions. And so the beginning of this can happen tomorrow. Early voting begins this Monday through June 15th. And then of course, election day is Juneteenth, June 19th. There's absolutely no reason why you should not be able to vote. You have voting uh, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then on that Saturday, it's 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then those final two days, Monday and Tuesday, you have from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So be sure to vote early, vote deep. And what I mean by that is bring people with you, your friends, your family, hold individuals accountable. Don't let people come over to your house to enjoy cocktails or to go on a vacation with you or to go shopping with you or out to eat if they don't show you your voter receipt or their voting receipt uh, during early voting. I'm telling you, like, don't come around me unless you voted. That's the kind of standard <laughs> you need to have. Great. I, I totally agree with Joseph. And y'all know I always slay. Um, 
voting matters. And if you want to be vocal, you've got to vote local because otherwise all your belly aching and complaining really doesn't matter to me. So I always push the get out the vote initiative. And I'm, I'm more importantly working on keeping people up to date on legislation and things that are being written into the constitution and being added to our, our state parameters of how we can operate. What I always say, and people think it's a little bit harsh, but guess what? Freeing the slaves was only an amendment to the Constitution. These things matter. Who right. we elect, who we put into power, and what they write into law, all of this affects us. And if you don't have a voice and you don't exercise that right, then hell, anything can be written into that Constitution or changed or amended. And I don't, I keep saying it because I do not want you to forget. Until you know your history and until you know what actually matters and what could happen because it's happened before, then you, you can't you're not adjusting your situation. Right. Voting matters. You have two powers, buying power and voting power. That's the only two things you can actually control. So I'm here to tell you, get out and vote. Go early, do go frequently, make sure you do your research and the information that you don't have. That's why knowledge is power. Podcast Live exists, baby, because we are going to keep you up to date and in the loop on what is happening, what's going on in and around the Golden Triangle. And we make it our business to be as factual as we possibly can. Now, some of it you might not like, baby, but we're not here to make friends. We're here to empower you. Guess what? Knowledge is power. And knowledge in action is powerful. Thank That's you right. for tuning in to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Tony, go ahead and close that out, dog. I'm going to close out with another shout out to Annette Watts Collins, who's saying that the vote, a voteless people is a hopeless people. And you are correct. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. We're here every week now, starting again. Uh, we've been on a two weeks, uh, 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 what we've been on, a vacation or vacation. But anyway, uh, Not Just Power Podcast Live is also on Facebook. Uh, if you miss us tonight uh, live, you can catch us anytime on Facebook on our Not uh, uh, Power Podcast page and members-only page. And also, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, and uh, just click the subscribe button, and you've got us, uh, Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with my co-host, Donna Sherwood, and my sweet friends, Larkins, and thank you, Joe, Joe Trahan, our Jefferson County County. Thanks for yeah, uh, Democratic <laughs> chairperson. And we thank you guys for all that you do for the community and all that goes on and what we try to do to keep things, people informed. Thank you so much and join us again on Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. We love you. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages.